Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today I'm joined by Huffa of Nervous Frog Publishing. They're the author of Between the Skies. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Um, nervous Fog. Nervous Fog. Did, did I say frog again? <laughs> this goes all good. It's all good. Nervous Fog Publishing. Let's take two. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. No, I, I, I just leave my, my flubs and mistakes in there 90% of the time. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, just, I, I apologize. No worries. No worries. Nervous Fog Publishing. Yeah. So, between the skies this is interesting i i would like to know a little bit more about it it seems to be it seems to be something i might be looking at kind of pulling stuff from here with this campaign i'm planning on doing because you have a lot of like planar type themes and stuff like that going on i'm always a sucker for that yeah so basically it's it's kind of two things you can look at it in two ways either it's a kind of just toolbox or toy box for any kind of cosmic fantasy game that you want to play. So that's planar, so kind of Planescape inspired, Troika inspired, whatever, or like Spelljammer kind of inspired, like, you know, planetary hopping. It's just got like tons of tables for anything you want to generate. It's also meant to be like its own standalone game. If you want, you can kind of use it and play it for you know the the your own kind of cosmic fantasy game without reference to anything else so it has its own kind of existence that way as well yeah i'm just curious the art in here where does this come from is this is this you is this if you uh, well, yeah i'm curious where the art all comes from yeah absolutely so um the collage pieces are all me um so like the cover um, all the chapter images, those are all me. Those are all public domain images that I collaged. And then um, Evelyn Moreau, Mandalay Frank, Perplexing Ruins, Nature May have all put out like fantastic, you know, artwork that you can access um, on their Patreons and things for, you know, use. And I've used those. And I've, uh, there's one little commissioned piece from Evelyn Moreau that she did for actually for a campaign that I'm doing that I was play testing this and, and, and put that, put that one in. So um, she's going to have more um, in the print edition. So I should also mention that the first volume of the print edition of this game is available on Exalted Funeral right now, and it'll be coming out in four volumes over this year. And the second volume will be coming out sort of June and there'll be some more commission pieces for that. Yeah, I, I think it might be the collage ones that here that are that are really there's great landscapes and just kind of very beautiful setting pieces. I'm a sucker for when there's like like setting pieces in games and stuff where I'm seeing a, an alien or a fantasy landscape or something like that. And I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And these are great because they really give you a feel of where you're going to be in the game and stuff like that. So. You're saying it's a game as well as kind of a toolbox. Could you ex explain and kind of maybe give us a little bit more idea what the what it is we can expect of this game itself? Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of began as a hack of Jim Parkins' Any Planet is Earth. I know that's one that Yohai Gao, who's been on here, has mentioned. Um, it's certainly, and I think it's very important, really interesting game that is itself a hack of Traveler. 
And so it's basically a hyper rules light to the point of, which is really where I come from, kind of the free creek spiel revival, you know, almost like no fixed rules style of game that then grounds itself in an enormous number of very easy to use procedures to generate content while you're playing. So the idea is that there's very little in terms of fixed rules and there's an enormous amount in terms of resources that you can bring to bear as you're like generating your campaign and going forward. And the idea of the game is probably would be, you know, exploration, right? Whether you're exploring through the planes or exploring through the spheres, it's meant to like very quickly generate new content. So you can have this experience of like jumping off on, you know, uh, spell jamming ship and going from place to place to place and keep discovering new things or bouncing from portal to portal to portal, discovering new things and having the resources as a referee or if you're playing collaboratively, which I'm also really into as a group to just like create new stuff on the fly. So when you're so I'm looking at like like creating characters in here, and it's, yeah. it's definitely not, you know, fighter, thief, wizard. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we don't yeah. have the four core classes here that I'm seeing, and those basic yeah. elf, orc, dwarf, human races either. That's not what I'm seeing. Could you, could you tell us, give us a little insight on what you can expect? Yeah, absolutely. So the character generation is based on. Any planet is Earth to some degree, but also like with its roots in Traveler. So it's a life path character generation. So you don't have any fixed classes. You don't have any um, fixed notions of, you know, species or class or quote unquote race. You're, you're developing a character from a series of very easily interpretable and reinterpretable kind of results of random tables and building up your image and your life story of that character via these roles. So basically you get kind of an overall type of image of what your character is to begin with by rolling on some tables about what they look like, what their personality is, maybe what they can do. And then just like in Traveler, you roll for, you know, like four-ish, you know, years of their life uh, repeatedly for what happens. And that generates an event, which tells you a little bit more about what your character is and what they do. Um, and then you end up with a bit of like an auto-generated backstory that comes along with powers and skills and intertwining your character with factions and potential allies and problems. And it's really all open for your interpretation at the end, you know, to kind of make what you want out of it. But it always creates very complex, very weird characters. I mean, you know, in my playtests, so many strange like characters, like a, I have one player who has like, you know, a butterfly, like a sentient butterfly who's, uh, you know, mentor is a extremely powerful lich who he, but he's also like un, uncannily strong, which is an odd thing for a butterfly and like protects the lich's phylactery, you know, just very odd things that you can come up with and try to kind of make sense of. I would be a butterfly. I, I, I'm, a, my, I'm sorry. I always go to these places. The old Doctor Who, I'm a huge Doctor Who geek. But in in the was it the web plan? I think was the episode where they had the butterfly people, the Monoptra, and mm -hmm. and and the, the the mean spider and ant people would rip their wings off. So they had but some butterflies still had wings, and some were wingless butterflies. But everybody had a little fuzzy suit on. I loved that. It was one of my all time favorite episodes. They ripping the wings off the butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite and that was like 1960 probably 64 65 at the latest so it wasn't like you'd see now with a cgi butterfly <laughs> let's just say <Right>. that 
No, but that is like, I am, I don't think I'm quite as much of a, <laughs> a, a deep scholar of Doctor Who as I can tell that you are, but I'm definitely a fan. And I feel like this game is very much that vibe. Like you're going to some new crazy place. Let's just like push our imaginations to the limit in terms of what that could be. Right. Oh yeah. I like that. Just, just out there. And like, like I'm looking at what kind of being are you? Yeah. And, and yeah, you, there's like, like, like all kinds of, all kinds of so I'm I'm just gonna read through here real quick. So instead of like my elf, my human, yes, yeah, spirits, undead, plants. I think this is a word we recently had on the on on the podcast, and I still am, am too ignorant to pronounce it. Cephalopod. Cephalopods. That's exactly right. You got it. Yeah. No, like squid. You know. Yeah. We and we just did. In fact, on the day we're recording this, we just talked about cephalopods and squid. <laughs> in our avians, mammals, reptiles, elementals, mechanical swarms, all kinds of stuff. That's just yeah, definitely not the basic elf game as they're calling it now. So. On top of just the differentness of what what you had going on here, you have you have something else too. Is that correct? Another another game you have out, or is that? So um, I'm working on a couple of things. The biggest sort of project right now that's taking up most of my time is really working on the print version of this, which is not just um, you know printing out. The digital version it's you know i'm rewriting things editing things adding things the second volume is going to have is going to be primarily on travel and i've really expanded what you can do in terms of generating travel i was really inspired by i mean basically anytime i hear chris mcdowell speak i feel like <laughs> i have some like 15 ideas because that guy is so smart i was really inspired by one of the things that he said about route-based travel and travel creating travel based on creating a set of destinations that you have to travel to. And so I'm developing a pretty complex series of tables to kind of generate routes and intermediate destinations that'll be coming out. So that's where a lot of my time is going is expanding this for the print volume that's coming out. I also have a little thing which is fun and worth checking out that I did for the 4D20 jam that Stations is doing, which is really fun, which is just like a random table jam where I did a little random table on how to determine where you find yourself once you've been shrunk to a very tiny size. And it's a it's a fun little thing, but it's just a, it is a tiny little side thing. I've got other bigger things on the horizon, but they're early days at this point. Yeah. So I'm, I want to say like the actual PDF is like 200 some pages of this. What you can, what is available on Exalted Funeral right now is Between the Skies volume one. Exactly. And that's not the whole 200 pages. That is 76 pages, A5, perfect bound, full color. So, and this is going to end up all, all parts will be out in four parts eventually via Exalted Funeral. And then, and then Hopefully sometime close to when this actually airs, there should be a second one out or coming out soon or has just come out from what I understand. This is only being, being a bit of it. So like with these coming out in the shorter page, the shorter page layout between the what what's the with the difference between them? I'm curious to know a little bit, a little bit more like we're going to get more eventually in print than what's available in the current PDF. I'm assuming. Exactly. Exactly. So like every volume of the print edition is going to have a bit more expanded content refine. I'm reworking procedures that I think I can make better, but also expanding and adding new things. 
Um, and I would say as the volumes progress, like volume one had a bit of expanded stuff, volume two is gonna have significantly more. And I think that will continue with volume three and volume four, they'll probably be more and more different. So not only do you get the print, I mean, I'm a sucker for print. I just like to have the physical copy. So that's also something that you get, you get new art, and you're going to get new content that's that's in addition to this, uh, in addition to what you can get for free in the PDF. Yeah, I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest. I have a difficult time unless I can get a physical copy of something in my hand, actually reading it a lot of times. That's why I like stuff when I get PDFs. I like I like uh, I like them to be able to be quick, easy zine print just by hitting booklet format and staple it together. That way I can hold it and read it on the couch in the afternoon or the evening when I sit down, like, okay. Uh, being able to print it, if I, if I can't, I'll, sometimes I'll do, uh, you might even be able to see them if you're, I don't know if the, of the video, this will be on YouTube or not, but I got my three ring binders piled on my table behind me filled with prints <laughs> of game stuff that I printed out punch holes yeah. in and put three ring binders just so I can read it. <laughs> totally. totally. And uh, we got we got this one here. It's currently on Exalted Funeral Between the Skies, Volume 1. And I'm assuming that this is kind of all the how to make a character type stuff in it and everything else. So besides the character stuff, taking a look at what's because I only have right here in front of me the, the PDF, the digital, the digital copy right now. Yeah, I can tell you a little bit. So I did something kind of funny. I, well, I funny. I think I did something that I think will be helpful in the way that I did this. So I realized when I divided this up into four volumes that like the tables, all the tables that are referenced are necessary for like every aspect of the game. So I wanted to make sure that no matter what volume you bought, you didn't have to just kind of have half a thing that you couldn't use without reference to something else. So every single volume, the first volume has character generation, but then at the back, it has about 20 pages of tables that are all referenced by character generation. So you get character generation, but then you also get like NPC generation, creature generation, all this stuff, faction generation, because you need that to make your character. So that's all in there too. So it'll be like character generation volume one. Plus um, the other thing that I did is it was really important to me. I wanted to write this to be something that could introduce the style of like FKR free Kriegspiel role-playing and give resources to that. So volume one also has that. It has a longish essay on that style of play and the sort of resources that I think are important if that's the kind of play that you're going to be interested in. You know, play with no fixed rules that's based primarily on either the group's judgment or a referee's judgment where you use procedures, you know, as they come as they are useful, but you don't make reference necessarily to a single set system. So I try to describe how I do that in that in that volume as well to kind of introduce that that way of approaching role playing. Before we wrap up here, could you tell the listeners where they can find your work and find this stuff online? Absolutely. So you can find me at Nervous Fog on Twitter. You can find my digital stuff at huffa.itch.io, and you can find. Um, oh, you can also find me on Instagram at Nervous Fog. And most importantly, you can find uh, the print volume of Between the Skies on Exalted Funeral as an exclusive right now. And there will be multiple volumes, as we've mentioned, coming out over the summer. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's been great. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us, Wildlies and Wizards, on Facebook. Just search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hail Crom. 
We're on Patreon. We can really use your support. Patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.